Welcome, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Cultivate Network, where we get real with life, leadership, and church planting. Here's your host. Theology Part 2. As it relates to the leadership pipeline. Oh boy, you ready? Yes, sir. I'd like to dive in with a question that I've thought about since we discussed this last week. And you mentioned this scripture last week. I'm going to read this scripture and then I'm going to ask you a question that I'd like to dive into. And then we'll get into the main topic that we would like to talk about today. And that's the foundational teachings. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 and 13 And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and abomish them. Abomish them? You and abomish you. Admonish, admonish, admonish you. (laughs) And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. So last week you said, as we were talking, and I've thought about this a lot this week, the theology, we may disagree on some points. But foundationally, we must be taught. So how do we know the theology of those that are laboring among us? How do we discover this, especially as leaders in the church? How do we get to the point that we are able to see without giving a test, which I'm sure you're going to say in a moment, how do we learn someone else's theology? you got a guy that comes in off the street. He says, man, I'm called to be a minister Obviously, we're not just going to put him up in our pulpit the next week and say, dude, take off. Lay in on it. How do, we, how do we know? How do we know those who labor among us? How do we get to know those that labor among us? Take so off. I'd we'd love, love to know. dive into that. But let's, let's stop and ask. I'm going to ask you a question, then I'll, I'll, we'll get into that, that question. So I, why I, is it important? I, I didn't want no questions. Yeah, but you're getting one. <laughs> so before we can answer the other, there's a, there's a preliminary one, right? uh-huh. you know, a pre- prerequisite question. And that is this, why is it important to, to be aligned when, uh, when you have sheep, you have folks that are clinging on every word and listening yeah. uh, for guidance and teaching and, and understanding and how to navigate life. Why is it important to have a solid theology when you're sharing God's word? Okay. So I think that, I, and I said this last week, uh, after Brother Nathaniel ministered, and he, you know, the nerves that he had and everything, I told him, I said, the moment that you don't have the nerves, right. that's the problem. Because, right. and here's what it all boils down to, you need to understand the severity right. of what you are doing. Mm-hmm. And you need to understand that this is, the, guys, we're dealing with life and death. Right. 100% life and death. Sure. And if you're sitting up there selling somebody something that does not line up with the Word of God, and right. you are giving them a false hope, mm-hmm. then you're going to be accountable for that. Right. You're going to be accountable for that. I can't sit here and tell you that your life's going to be rainbows, butterflies, and sunshine all the time, mm-hmm. and unicorns that are going to shoot around with rainbows <laughs> shooting out of their <laughs> horns. Man, this, you know, why do, we, why do we preach Christ and Him crucified, Him raised from the third day? Knowing the wrath of God, right. the Bible says, we persuade men. Mm. Knowing the wrath of God. It doesn't say knowing the love of God, we persuade men. It says knowing the wrath of God. We need to understand the severity of what we are doing. Right. And if your foundational teaching 
is not teaching this and you're not being and you're not showing what right. Christ did right. and the true salvation that that's there I don't want you in my pulpit sure I don't want you on any platform mm-hmm. but what I would like to do is I'd like to sit down with you I'd like to talk to you right and I'd like to I'd like to point you to the one right. that can straighten all that up. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. my answer to your question. Oh, no, yeah. But <laughs> I wanted to kind of lay that foundation as to why is it key to, to, to not – I mean, guys, we're, not, we're never, ever going to agree on every jot and tittle of the no. minor things, right? But there's certain mm-hmm. core things. And so how do we know? How do we know, right? I think we have to go back in the Scripture – and we can learn from Jesus, or we could we could say let's give them all a quiz, and uh, and they have to pass the quiz before they can partake in ministry. Nah, that's, that's my favorite. If, if we're developing <laughs> leaders, guys, you can't do it from afar. No. What I mean is that you we cannot develop leaders with giving assignments and papers and essays and tests. You know, I love I love school. I love education. I'm in school right now. Right, I'm finishing up my my. You know, a master's degree right now in business. I love school. I also hate school. But what I'm saying is, guys, this isn't school. No, this isn't school. This is this is discipleship. That's right. In school, is. you can give a test and an essay and grade it, and then pass or fail. Mm-hmm. Discipleship is more about more than pass or fail. It's it's more. And so we cannot get away from the first century style first century tactic that Jesus used, and that is, number one, proximity. How do you know somebody? you got to be around them. you got to be around them. you got to be with them. He sat around with the disciples. He taught. He listened. He asked questions. He asked more questions, and he gave answers. And then he learned them. He learned and then corrected, if need so be. But then he also had conversation. So proximity and conversation. How do you know? How do you know somebody's theology? Sit down, ask a question. You're going to learn all you need to know. Don't you love, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to brag on Journey Community for a moment. This is something we do every week. We sit down and we ask a question. Yep, we do. You know, is our end goal to check your theology? Not at all. It's to strike up a conversation. Yep. But it's amazing what you'll learn about each other and the struggles and where we draw our strength from, right. from just asking a simple question. Yep. I think that's so, it's so beautiful. And, you know, I think about those that labor among us now. I think about where the Lord has brought us from and what he showed us. As you stand on the food line with a guy and you're sitting there and you're talking to him and just a general conversation gets strung up about the testimony what right. God did for them, right. where God's brought them from. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask them how they feel or what their theology is. By their fruits, you're going to know them. Right. And their fruit is going to be bore really quick, mm-hmm. and you're going to see really, really fast exactly where their theology lies. Now, are we going to agree on every single point? Yeah. No. There's going to be things that we may not agree sure. on. You may interpret the Scripture may be different than me. But foundationally, our foundational teachings need to be rock solid. They need to be rock solid. 
Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the fact that Jesus Christ is the only way, Absolutely. right? The fact that he, he died on the cross, the fact he was born to a Virgin Mary, you got these basic building blocks of Christianity, right? And, and Christian pre uh, Christian preaching and the word. And so you've got, you know, the resurrection, you have the, um, the blood, covers right our sins and and our shortcomings and so but then you have you have the opinions sorry guys i'm getting beeps on my on my phone here i'm gonna have to find a way to silence my computer apologies uh yeah i think i did that we'll see if it works so there's there's all kinds of we're just raw guys. It's just, we're real. It's it's we're not fancy. It's just, we're we're still trying to figure out this whole podcast thing. But um, you know, it's those foundational things. If I'm teaching, if if I'm teaching disciples, and they're learning that by faith in Jesus Christ and by the, His grace, I walk every day. And that he loves me because he loves me because he loves me because he loves me. And then someone comes along, some vigilante comes along behind me, and he or she teaches that, you know, it's by your works that you're saved and justified. Yeah. It's your performance. And they come teaching some some religious rhetoric that that weighs and burdens down people and confuses the sheep. And so it's important, guys, to understand that that just a novice stepping in and just sharing just just for lack of better words, hogwash, religious rhetoric is just simply going to confuse the sheep. And as shepherds, as shepherds, people can be wolves and not be intending to be wolves. They could they could have a, a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. And that per, if if that person was zeal. But no knowledge steps into the driver's seat and tries to make disciples. Then what they're going to do is confuse people so much that uh, they're going to steer them in any direction. If the blind lead the blind, then you know what happens. So does that mean that we kick these people out? Right? Does that mean that if somebody is confused in theology or somebody is stumbling along and they have a desire of God, a zeal of God, don't kill the one with zeal? You know, and, and that's the thing. So many times I've seen people with a zeal and not knowledge yet. I wasn't quite there yet on, on understanding the, the whole, you know. But, but I've seen people kill the ones that had zeal. And then it just it deflated them, and they never grew as a Christian. Matter of fact, they're probably not even saved today. Some of them I know. I could list the names. They've left the church. They've walked away from God because they had a zeal, but the zeal was killed. So do you, do, you, do, you, do you cast them aside? Absolutely not. No. You continue to disciple. Yeah. You know, as you were speaking, my mind went back to the parable of the sower. As the sower went forth and he sowed some on good ground, some fell on stony ground. You know, and, and my mind goes back to, and you were talking about the teacher that gets up and that would could lead the sheep astray. You know, this is what it goes into, and as we jump right on into our topic here about foundational teaching, if we don't have a firm foundation, then somebody that comes along, if your foundation is, is weak anyway, somebody can come along and knock you right off your foundation, and right. you're going to find yourself stumbling and falling. Right. That's why it's so important for our foundation to be sure, to be secure, and set up on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. He's the rock on which the church is built. Yes. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against that. And now we need to remember that. Me and Zach, my son, we were outside this week. 
and we were weeding in the flower garden. And as we were pulling the weeds out, we came to a dandelion. And I told Zach, I said, man, these things are so hateful. I said, I said you'll pull it, and I said, it'll break off right at the top of the ground, but the root's still there. I said, the goal, Zach, is to be able to get down to the root of the matter, get the root completely out. Right. So we put water in the garden, let that soak and soak and soak. And we went back, and I found that once you did that, you could wiggle it around and you could pull the root completely out. We pulled one root out that was about 18 inches long. This was on a dandelion. What? 18 inches long. If Zach was here, he would attest to it. And I pulled it out, and I showed it to him the biggest taproot that I'd ever pulled. And I was like, this is unbelievable. It's only with roots like that that it don't matter how hot or how dry it gets or how much somebody else is whispering in your ear Mm -hmm. or teaching you something that is off the basis of the Word of God, your foundation will stand true. It don't matter what happens. It don't matter how many times I cut that down. I am rooted, I am grounded, and Mm -hmm. I'm coming back. Mm. That's why foundation is so important, in my opinion. If we don't have the foundation, we're going to stumble and fall. Why is it today, and I've said this on this podcast so many times, why is it today that we lose 75% of our youth when they leave high school and they leave the church and they go to college? Why do we lose 75% of them? Mm. They were not founded. They had no solid foundation. They'd been taught from when they were young all the way up, but it never took root. And their foundation was not there. And when somebody else came in and challenged their theology or questioned their theology they fell apart Mm. so why is it important to have a foundational theology that is based upon jesus christ him dead buried rose again on the third day for the forgiveness of sins why is it important it is life and death Death. boom sorry drop the mic (laughs) it it is it is is as we're talking about developing leaders, we're talking about moving them along the pipeline and discipling them to be able to grow. The purpose is multiplication. Yeah. That's the purpose. Yeah. Go and multiply was the command by God in the beginning in Genesis and yeah. then in the church mm-hmm. in Acts chapter 2. So true. The, the command That's in so Acts true. chapter 1 was, was to multiply. Yeah. It's to go into all the nations and preach the gospel to every nation, every creature, and baptize them, right? That is the multiplication factor. Mm. But if we don't have, if we don't have, well, what are we multiplying? Mm. And, oh. and that has to be the question that we're ready to answer is what are we multiplying and what are we comfortable multiplying? And does that mean we have to have robots? No, we're going to be different. And, and, and the key is that, is that we're not looking for uniformity. We're looking for unity. Oh. And, and so, you, you know, actually this last week we were at a church conference and uh, our, uh, our bishop, Jim Walden, shared that word that, that God is not looking for uniformity. He's looking for unity. Mm-hmm. And, and and so what we're talking about here in, in theology is not that we have a, agree on the color of the paint of the walls of the church or that we agree <laughs> on the color of the carpet or that we agree even on some of the uh, – on who the writer of Hebrews is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I think it's Paul. I can argue I that it's too. Paul. I think it's Paul. But if you don't think it's Paul, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But – but do we need to agree that the word of God is the canon of the scripture and is in, and, and the canon yes. is closed and, and yes. 
Do, yeah. do, we, do we have to believe that, you know, that, that the Word of God is, is central to all theology? There's no theology outside the Word of God? This is a single source of truth? Yes. Yes. Or, you know, so those are things, but, but do we have to agree that, that you know, let's just, just take this one, for example. Do we have to agree exactly when the Lord Jesus is coming back? The day, the year, the, the time during the tribulation. You know, I'm a I'm a post-tribber. I'm a pre-tribber. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a pre-tribber. I'm a, I'm a pre-tribber. I'm sorry. I used to be a post-tribber. You're out. I'm I was, disagreeing. I'm out. I used to be. I used to be a post-tribber though. And, and at that time, many pre-tribbers would cut me out when I was a post-tribber. But then I began to have a deeper understanding, in my opinion, my thought, and support around the scripture. And I'm, I'm pretty strong pre-trib now. Yeah. Right. But if you're post trib, I'm not going to cut you out. That's my opinion. It's not eternal. It's not an eternal issue. I tell you. uh, So what Jamie's talking about is: Will the church be raptured pre tribulation or post tribulation? There's been so much debate back and forth on this, and I know this isn't the time for this, but you know, I mean, this is the things that you get into, and but these are. These are the foolish questions that can gender strive. Sure. I like what one minister said. Somebody asked him one time, and they said, are you pre or post-trib? He said, well, what are you? He said, I'm, I'm pre-trib. He said, well, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, like, good that's, answer. That's a good answer. Good answer. You know, it's foundationally. Right. The Word of God is built upon Jesus Christ. Yes. From It's, it's the greatest story true story ever told mm-hmm. about redemption about fall and the bring back right. and and that whole process to bring us back to Christ right. if we cannot agree on these foundational truths yep. right. then we're never going to be able to walk hand in hand yep. and we're never going to be able to agree yep. but I don't want to run you off exactly. I don't want to run you off right. I want to sit down with you and I want to have a conversation right. and I want I want you to talk to me and I don't want to just cut you off and say, I'm done with you. I want to be able to sit down and us talk together and let's dive into the Word of God. Right. And let's look at the Scripture. Notice what we're basing it on. We're basing it upon a foundational truth. Yes. This is the Word of God. This is a foundational truth that we must have. And that is, and that is, that is key. And, and so, guys, we could, we, could, we could argue over whether it was a fish or a whale. Right, and there's people that will that will say, "Well, you can't preach in my church if you say it was a fish, <laughs> or a gray fish, or a whale, or whatever." And it, who cares? I agree. Who cares? Who cares? And guys, you know, I, you know, obviously, we know what Jesus said. We know the Scripture. We know yeah. the Word of God. But, but, but there's people that will make an issue oh, of yeah. whether you call it a gray fish or a whale. Yeah, they will. And or there's people that will argue with you if you say Holy Spirit versus Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, guys, that's not even relevant. Yeah. The Word of God is the Word of God, and it's mm-hmm. the principle. It's not the, you know. But but I think as we're as we're looking to develop leaders, yeah. As we're looking to grow and cultivate leaders, you know, we don't want to just throw out there somebody who doesn't understand that it's not about works. That's right. It's dangerous. It is. And, and we don't want to throw out there in a leadership role somebody who is going to be teaching religion. Yeah. Who's going to be teaching um, you know, opinion, yeah, and ideas 
that are ideologies that are are human and man made and not from the scripture. And as those things that you know, you got you got these certain folks, man, they're going to get on soap. And 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 you, how do you know if they got a soapbox or not? How do they know? How do you know that? Proximity, yeah, and conversation. Amen. The Holy Spirit, you God has given you as a leader, the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit, you don't have to go sit down to give them a quiz. No, the Holy Spirit in you is going to be able allow you to discern. Through sitting and having conversation with people to, to discern whether they're a novice, whether they're ready or not. And you can be led of God, led of the Holy Spirit, to know when is the time, what is the question that I need to ask today to learn what I need to learn about this individual. Amen. And so the goal is, guys, bringing in and bringing up leaders to carry on the gospel in a powerful way, to multiply. Not to say my four no more. Not to say my goal is to to create a kingdom. Our goal, guys, is to bring them in, disciple them, and release them. Yes. That they may go do the same thing again and again and again. That the kingdom of God come and His will be done. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think the mic just dropped. <laughs> and on that, we're going to wrap it up. But we're going to jump right back in next week as we continue on the Leadership Pipeline. God bless you, each one, and to remember to always keep it real. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. And until next time, keep it real.